What's up, guys? In the highs and the lows, this is a takeover episode. My name's Jack Hudson. I got two special guests with me. My friend Ben over here. Yo, what's up? And my friend Kevin. Hello! Kevin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Yeah. Uh, so, my name's Kevin. Uh, I work at Austin Ridge Bible Church as the student ministry worship pastor. So, basically, what that means is it's my job uh, to disciple the next generation of musicians and worship leaders at our church uh, and also just kind of lead the, the worship culture of student ministry. So, uh, I think I've got the best job in the world. I get paid to jump around, have fun on stage, um, and hang out with students. So I love it. Awesome. I am one of Kevin's students that he's been leading. Um, and then Ben over here goes to a different campus. So I want to ask you, uh, what's worship like over at DRIP? Uh, worship at DRIP? So the way our, if you don't know, the way our church works out, there's three campuses. Um, the fir- first B Cave is where Kevin and Jack go. It's the first one and uh, the biggest one. Then there's Southwest, and I go to the Dripping Campus, which is the smallest of the three. So, obviously, we don't have as many people there, but that numbers, when it comes to worship, numbers don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, worship, although, since there is less people, we, we sometimes we don't have a full band on Sundays for students. Um, so, so it's, uh, it's hard to get, like, all the people to be able to do the band stuff. But either way, it's, and also we don't have a building, so we're in a middle school. Uh, dripping middle, uh, worshiping the Lord. So that's fun. Um, but there's one coming. Yes. But there's one coming. There is yes, one coming. We are building a campus. Four years. Yes. So if you didn't know, this episode is going to be on worship and worship culture. So one of the first questions I have is, what is the definition of worship? Want to go first, Ben? Yeah. So I think, I think when it comes to worship, a lot of people think worship is okay. That's the three songs before and the one song after uh, the pastor speaks, or like the four, however you split it up. Mm-hmm. But wor- worship's more than that. Worship, I feel like worship is a like anything you do with your heart that is designed towards God, right? I mean, we're we're called to we're called to worship the Lord. We're called to praise the Lord, and all that we do, right? Um, uh, Psalms one fifty, Psalms one hundred fifty, verse six says, "Let everything that the breath." That everything that has breath, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And, I mean, there's there's a whole book on all psalms. There's a book of poetry and songs designed to praise God. And it's not just in the form of singing, although that's the connotation we get from that. So I think worship is like where you're, a place where your heart's at that glorifies the Lord. Awesome. Kevin? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the... Um the passage of scripture every worship pastor turns to for this is John 4 and I would hate to disappoint so uh, John, <laughs> uh, John 4 if you don't know it's women at the well with Jesus uh, so uh, context right um, so women of the well she's a Sumerian Jesus is a Jew Sumerians and Jews don't like each other um, but Jesus approaches her at the well and he starts to get into her business and her personal life uh, and she's not comfortable with that, so she changes the subject very quickly uh, and asks him this question. She says in verse, hold on, where are we at? Uh, in verse 19, John 4, 19, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you stay in Jerusalem in the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship with... 
uh, what you do not know, we worship with what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is here and is now here, where true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. So there's a lot in there. What's this thing about the mountain uh, versus Jerusalem? So there's this uh, debate ba uh, back in the day, should we be worshiping God up on the mountain? Uh, Mount Sinai, if you remember the Old Testament, or in the temple of Jerusalem. Now, we don't know if it was actually Mount Sinai or, or what, but that's kind of, there's this debate between these two groups of people where they should be worshiping God. Um, and that matters back then because the temple was the place of worship. And so uh, if you were to say, what is worship? Well, we go to the temple and we sacrifice this animal and then uh, we're forgiven for our sins and then we, move, we go on. Um, and so there's, it's this thing that we do. That's what she's asking. But Jesus flips the question to her, and he changes it from a thing that we do to a posture. And so, Ben, this is why I love what you said. It's, it's more than just what do we sing or what do we do. Because so often we, we get to a worship service on Sundays, right? And we think worship is the three songs we sing off the top before we go into announcements, before we go into the message. Um, it's singing this song or the level should be at this volume and jesus says no that's not what worship is about at all it's actually worshiping in spirit and truth and so i guess the question jack i'm gonna ask you this question what do you think those two things mean if that's a posture worship is a posture not a list of things that we do what is that what what does spirit and truth mean for you uh as we have to kind of figure out what is what is worship hmm so like posture, that's a great word because uh, like a lot of people look at practice and posture as the same thing. Uh, like practice is the learning and the doing of something. Uh, well, like practice is the learning and then uh, posture is the doing. A lot of people get focused on the practice and like people have the statement like practice makes perfect and they want to make it perfect because it's something for God. And so they see as, oh, I'll try and make it as perfect as possible. It's gonna be as good as possible. These first three songs are gonna be fantastic and I'm gonna make it fantastic. The band's gonna sound amazing. And that, in our minds, we see that as, oh, this is glorifying to God because it's perfect, it's good. Uh, but really, God just wants us like to be intimate with him. So like our relationship with God, it's a relationship and it's not like, something where God is over us and we have to do something uh, to like make him like worthy like we have to feel worthy of his love we don't like we are like we are worthy enough on our own like we're made in the image of God and so like that practice has already been there so we just have to have a posture of worship mm. Mm. yeah I think I think there's four postures we can pull away so if we think of spirit and truth you can either be worshiping in spirit and truth or you can be worshiping not in spirit and truth so first we need to figure out what does spirit mean what does truth mean and what does it mean to be in or not in those two different things right so uh truth is really easy truth is a knowledge of who god is right god is god is word god is truth god is light um and so you could think of truth as do you have a right theology of god do you know god and you know the right God, and you know the right God completely. And the reality is, you know, until we are, the Lord returns, we are forever on a path of learning more and more and more about who God is. But you, can say, you could say truth is a right theology of God. Uh, and spirit, um, there's a lot of debate on this, and the people say, well, is it, is it 
your heart? Is it your the, the essence of who you are and obedience to him? Is it the Holy Spirit? Uh, and I feel like a lot of people go back and forth between that. And I, I usually fall into the category of it's both, both and. Um, and so for that, I say for spirit, it's your spirit becoming conformed more and more like Jesus. But that happens by the power of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Because of that, you could define worship as saying it's a right theology of God correctly applied in your daily life. Um, but then what does that look like as far as posture? I mean, we've been using this word posture. Um, mm. And so, uh, you could, again, we could choose, like, we could draw, like, I, oh, man, if this wasn't a podcast, I'd draw yeah. a little graph out, and I'd say, all right, we can positive, negative, truth, spirit, make it a four-by-four mm. four chart, right? Um, so if you're negative on both, you don't know who God is, there's no truth, and you're not living for God, um, the posture for that is non-worship mm-hmm. um, be, because you, you're not worshiping him. Um, some people will call this idol worship because the reality is that we're created to, to worship something. Uh, that's another word you could put in there. But as far as the context of, of the one true living God of Jesus, you're, it's non-worship. You're not worshiping. You're worshiping something else, an idol. Um, so that one's easy, right? The, the, the other one that's easy is you, you have a right theology of God. You are living for him. That's true worship. Um, and so uh, that one, again, super easy. We know what that looks like. We're living for Christ. We're engaged in, in our devotional and, and healthy spiritual practices. And we're doing our best to look more and more like him every single day. Where it gets more interesting is the other two. So what happens when you are... Um, living in truth like you know god you have a right theology but you're not applying it in your daily life right Mm -hmm. the word for that is vain worship and we see this in the old testament pretty regularly with the tribe of israel uh where the tribe of israel is stepping away from the lord Uh, i don't i don't remember the passage like specifically where i could just turn to it right now but the lord says your your offerings are repulsive to me that's the kevin translation but um because this act of worship that the Lord's actually commanded them to do, he says, no, 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 it's repulsive to me because you aren't fully living out the truth of what you know. You're just doing things, but you're not, not actually living the life change. Um, so, yeah, Ben, what is that like? How have you seen that play out in your life? The, the word for that is vain worship, you know? Yeah, I think I think this is very prevalent in today's church yeah. and, and today's culture, today's church, right? If you think about... Because I have one. Okay, so our church is at a uh, camp, beach camp. Um, basically, we brought 500 students to the beach and basically worked, uh, praised God all, all week. So that was really fun. But I might have a little pet peeve of worship there is great. And you can see everyone get all involved mm-hmm. in it, get all involved in it. Like, yeah, put their arms out. We can talk more about that, what that means later. But, like, just like being more all in at camp. And it's called like a camp high, right? And then they. They come maybe the next week. They'll they'll still be engaged in worship. They'll still like be engaged in the message or whatever. And it dies down. And it dies down very slowly. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. so I I feel like that is definitely vain worship is our today's culture. Whether they whether you can still I feel like there's lots of strong Christ followers. People are are true Christians that just don't that just don't have like that sense of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of people who come to this church on Sundays and think they're good yeah. which is not true right mm-hmm. so I think I think that is very prevalent even in my life I, I used to be like that way I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go to church I'm gonna sing a few songs maybe I like the songs are good but 
That's not something I did. It was something I only did once a week in the yeah, morning. Yeah. You made like a distinction there. Uh, just like you alluded to it. I think I think it's actually incredibly wise. Of um, what, what was happening, the, the vain worship is their posture, not the not the space itself, mm-hmm. right? So, just because, and we, we hear all the time, uh, oh man, the church is full of hypocrites. And you know what? Amen. It's true. I'm a hypocrite. Same. I'm still, Lord's still working on me. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't discredit the the experience you had as someone who is trying to follow the Lord mm-hmm. in, in that space. So it doesn't discredit the the, ex, the whole experience or the, the the praise you're able to have while you were at camp, but it is a revealing of their personal posture yeah. as they engage with it. And honestly, like the engagement factor, how like oh you come back and like it like dies down, and that's not because of a space. That's just because people for some reason become less uncomfortable because like at a camp you said it's like the whole camp high thing like you mm-hmm. like you get excited you're pumped you're at a camp and then you come back and it's like the first week back it's pretty good second week back it starts mm-hmm. it like slowly dies down and then you'll see a few people that like the ones who have like the right posture they'll keep the same energy going and keep the same worship um and that was really cool so i have heard y'all both say praise and worship a few times so question are they one and the same, or are they different? Praise and worship. That's a good question. Um, I think... I think I finished my chart. I feel like I feel like being left off. The chart thing? I know, the half? We, had, we never got to like negative spirit. Positive we can go back. Truth. We can go back. We like rewind real quick. We gotta finish the chart. Yeah. Okay. Rewind. Take we a pause. Finish. We gotta finish. Pause. Pause on the praise and worship. That. Pause on the praise and worship. Jack went out of order. My bad. <laughs> pause. Pause on the praise and worship. We'll go back to Kevin's chart. We gotta go back to the chart, the figurative chart, because this is a podcast. But um, vain worship, right? We've all been there. And then there's the one more, which is where you're doing right practices in theory, uh, but you have a wrong theology. Mm, that one's a tough one. That one's a tough one. That one's tough because, like, a lot of people, that's it. That's like a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. That's a very mindset thing because, like, I, I've seen a lot of people like have the right like posture and have the right idea, but like it's just not fully Ooh. there. You know, yeah. the word we use for that is it's false worship. Yeah, false worship. I feel like that can also trade into like, like idolizing something because, mm-hmm. like, if it's false worship, like we don't know what to worship mm-hmm. fully. You know. Mm-hmm. I, the way that this one's a little bit hard to understand, so I'll, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. Like, false worship, the way I define it, and you know, you might hear it called different things, it's, it's when someone knows the Lord, they know Jesus, they, they profess that Jesus is king, um, but they have some wrong ideas about who he is that results in false practices of worship. Um, I'll, I'll, pick on, I'll pick on Catholics for just a second. <laughs> like, it's possible to be Catholic and to go to heaven. If you believe that Jesus, I know in, the non-denom world that we live in in Bible churches, we sometimes look down on Catholics, but no, like, if you believe that Jesus is king, you can go, you're, you're saved, you're going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But there are certain practices that the Catholic Church does that we would say, you know what, that's not that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's praying to the saints, um, I, I think it's the biggest one, praying to the saints, it's probably the easiest example. You can be a believer and pray to Mary, but that's probably not that's not a that's not a true form of worship. Yeah, <laughs> Brad's false worship, um, at least in my understanding of scripture. So, like, are you saying prayer is a subcategory to worship? So, like, you can like, like, worship is prayer. Uh, or? it's I think 
prayer is a is a form in which worship happens. So you think of the function of prayer. Prayer is something that aligns our our hearts with God hearts with God's heart. Um, and so it is it is a practice in which you 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 can worship. Yeah. Uh, but there's some other ways. So we can go a bit closer to home on this false worship. So as worship pastors, we tend to make an idol out of excellence, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so uh, we have that we can we can be saved and make an idol out of excellence and participate in right things and leading the, the church in praise and worship songs on a Sunday, uh, but it be false worship because it's about the wrong thing. I think it's, it's a little bit closer to home. I think we've all had those Sundays, yeah. <laughs> right? Because I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. Um, and the Lord says, this is false worship. You're doing all the right things. Um, but uh, even though you know me, you're, you're, you're living out in the wrong. Yeah, you get it. And I feel like I feel like this is, in my life, I've experienced this. Because, because I've, in, in the past, I've, uh, I have like no affiliation with like, uh, like Kevin's a worship, uh, worship uh, leader. And then Jackie also leads worship. He can play the guitar and sing. I cannot sing to save my life, but I, so that's like, so at the, when I first started, like, and when I first became a Christian, I was like most people, right? I was like super engaged with worship. I wasn't like ap- actively like mm-hmm. pursuing the Lord very well. Right. Uh, then I started to grow my worship and then I hit a point, which is which you, what you're saying reminds me of this. I was, I was more like being openly engaged with worship for the sake of, Everyone else saying, "Hey, you know, like more of a pride. It's like pride and arrogance thing, right? Like, hey, look at me. I'm worshiping the Lord. I'm worshiping. Sometimes I be, I'm worshiping the Lord better than you are, which I think is very wrong, very unhealthy. Um, if you look at Galatians one ten, it says, "For now, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, mm-hmm. or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ." Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I feel like a lot of people including me at one point, it was they worship God so they can show they can show others, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a like Christian, quote unquote, better Christian. Yeah. Um not uh and then I mean I realize now like that that is that is foolish, right? It's yeah. it's all about where your heart is. It's like you can you can worship the Lord amazingly and you can be so deep in worship without like anyone ever seeing it. Yeah. Even I, I mean, that, this is in the context of like singing at church. Like you can just like have your arms on and be so engaged in worship that no mm-hmm. one even knows. Versus, versus me, I'm high energy. Uh, so I like, I'm in the front, like full on, like hands up, like jumping up and down type of thing, which is very more showy, which is why at one point it was, I'm doing this to show others. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. You just said yeah. false worship. I feel, I felt that connection to like yeah. show of me showing others like hey this is yeah you know i think in this so we've 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 had this conversation we've redefined worship not as songs that we sing uh, but as a lifestyle as a heart yeah, yeah. And I, I think a, a really crucial passage of scripture for this is actually romans 12 1 and 2 uh, it says i appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of god to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is yours translated as spiritual worship. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is spiritual worship. God cares so much more about the posture of who we are, the way we're living our life, than any myriad of practices that we can throw in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which leads to a question. Jack, you want to answer your question? <laughs> All right. So praise and worship. We're back on track. <laughs> back on track. All right. So, again, oh praise God. and worship. A lot of people use them in the same sentence. Are they two different things or are they one and the same? What do you think, Ben? I think I think that they are, in a, in a sense, one and the same, but also different. Okay, so hear me out. So praise is, if you look at, also, okay, real quick, real quick. I, uh, we'll get back to your question, Jack. But if you look at the Psalms, if you look at anywhere in Bible, I don't, I could be completely wrong, but I don't actually see the word worship in there. I always see the word praise. Is that true? Are you referring to uh, like the Psalms? Yeah, like Psalms all say praise yes, and like yes. all, everything says mm-hmm. like praise the Lord, you know? So I think, I think that's very interesting. Um, that uh, I think worship is also like a word that we kind of like defined off, defined like more recently, like more in today's culture, like worship is more like a worship is like this thing, uh, this specific thing. Um, but yeah, that's just a side point. Um, but I think praise is a subcategory of worship. I think praise mm. is something that uh, we do. It's something you can praise God in prayer. You can praise God in worship. Uh, so, I mean, and you praise God in your actions, right? Uh, I feel like that's a, more of an action. Uh, and worship is, like I said earlier, more of a heart thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're, that's how they're kind of different. They're also kind of the same in that way, too. And I feel like worship is... Obviously, worship is also an action, too. But worship comes from the heart. So Let me I, ask you this. Uh, if you, let's say, I, I know you're, you're not a dad. Hopefully, you're not a dad for several years, Ben. Uh, but <laughs> no but uh, let's say you were at, um, do you have like a little sister? Uh, I have an older sister. You have an older sister. Okay, so let's say your old sister was playing like uh, a soccer game. Uh, uh-huh. And she did a really phenomenal job. She comes up to you after, and you decide to praise her for the way that she played over the course of the game. What are you doing? Let's try to define that word praise a little bit better. What are you doing? I am, I feel like it's more of a compliment. It's more of a, uh, a compliment. I feel like a compliment is like, you know, or encouragement even. It's like, yo, good job. It like, was really cool. That was really cool. I feel like praise is like one step further. Mm. Like, you are awesome because of that. Or, like, you are, like, more like, I feel like compliment and encourage, uh, compliment is, like, the thing that they did versus praise is, like, because who they are. Yeah, that's so good. It's like worship is the posture, mm-hmm. which we engage with in a relationship with somebody. Praise is, <laughs> we're not, we're, you're trying to get us towards song. Sorry, Jack. We're, we're just, we're just, we're evading it as much as we can, yes. it seems like. But praise is is an action you're right where we uh say hey i see this thing in you and i want to call it out publicly for everyone to hear mm-hmm. um which doesn't get us to song song is a form of praise mm-hmm. so that someone asked the question like why do we call it worship songs or worship music and all these things and we we can get frustrated with defining these things, and let me kind of like ease ease attention. I think we feel very often we talk about worship and praise and uh, why we call it this, why we don't call it that, and why do we do things, and why don't we don't do why don't we do these other things? And and to that I would say we worship an infinite God, mm. um, who is worthy to be worshipped in an infinite number of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. as beings who were created to worship Him, we are going to spend all of eternity discovering new ways to engage in worship. Mm-hmm. Of him. That's good. 
Uh, and so, yeah, it's hard to find and it's hard to define because it always feels like we limit it and that is good. That's actually revealing of God's characters. We're, we're exist- we exist to worship him and there's an infinite ways of which we can worship him because he's an infinite God and we get to spend all eternity discovering new ways. Whether that is in the songs we sing, if that is in the sciences and discovering his creation, understanding his creation, uh, if that's in just relationships. Um, you know, we can just keep on going and going and going and going. Uh, but, yeah. That's good. That's some good points. Um, so the question is, oh, then why do we actually sing? Right? So if, mm-hmm. even this word praise, okay, so that's saying things about God for who he is and worship is this posture. Why then do we sing? I mean, for me personally, I know you also have an answer already, but like for, oh. for me personally, I think... I think I, like I said, I used to not be like so much into worship, but now like worship is like how I get in a way I get filled. Mm. Like, uh, yes, especially at, uh, uh, I remember we're going to also, I think hit on this a little bit later, but like, well, uh, corporate worship uh, specifically is how I get filled because it's not just me there. It's so many other people, but just the same thing as a, if I'm listening to worship music in my car, um, I can get just filled there too. It's like, worship music and just like the music itself is like what I feel like fills me right well you said you said corporate worship mm-hmm. but worship is like defined also by like we're two more gathered mm-hmm. like that that is worship so like if it's like us three in this room if we were all like praising the Lord like that is that is worship right yeah. so, so I mean I don't so for me personally I feel like I, I, I literally forgot the question. What was I answering? Why do we sing? Oh, why do we sing? Yeah. Why do um, we call them worship songs? Because I think, because I think uh, for me, I just uh, me singing, me giving my heart heart out, also helps me focus on the Lord. Uh, and one thing I love to uh, I've learned to do a lot more recently is when like in the middle of singing, in the middle of worshiping, I may take like like not talk like not sing for a bit like for a second and just think about the words that are the words that are the lyrics that are in the song um and you can you can hear that like uh i will make room for you like there's like oh or like uh praise the father praise the, you know like so like all any of like the songs right i just like think about the lyric itself and like because before i feel like a lot of people do this and i still sometimes do this is we sing the songs without actually thinking like because we sing the songs, right? It's not like, we don't think about like what's in the songs, what's the meaning behind the songs. Um, but I feel like focusing on the songs as well also helps you, you more align your heart to God and more like say, I want to be like you, God. I'm this is like, there's a purpose behind me singing. And I feel like you're about to go off. No, on, that's such a yeah. good point. Like, <laughs> we call it worship songs. So why, why do we call them worship songs? Where's posture? Well, let's break it down. What does worship mean? Mm. Becoming more like Jesus. So there's songs that make us become more like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like... It's really... It's, I didn't even think about that until right now. Until you were talking. I was like, man, it's so simple. It is actually pretty simple. Because, I mean, even the lyrics and stuff, like you were talking about, like, praise the Father, praise the Son. Like, it's a lot of, like, things we can do. Like, mm. it's a lot of, like, what we can do. And it's a lot of posture things. And, like, I mean, that's cool that you, like, take those to heart. Because a lot of people, like you said, like, look past those. Um... So yeah, that's that's really good. Okay, so Kevin, what the, what is worship? Why do we worship? Then 
what is worship? Why do we worship? Or, yeah, we why already is, answered what is why? worship, but why? why do we worship? Why do we sing? Like, worship, uh, hold on. Because it's confusing. Let's just, why do we worship? Like, why do we live more like Jesus? Or why do we sing worship songs? Why do we sing worship songs? Why do we sing worship songs? Why worship songs? Um... I think we need we need to start with uh, creation. Um, so we'll actually we'll start with the throne of God. God is a, actually a God of music. Uh, we see this in Revelations or just literally any uh, description of God on His throne. He's surrounded by songs. He's surrounded by music. He's surrounded by praise of angels and musicians and choirs and um, beasts and animals. Um, and not only is he surrounded by song, God actually sings. Uh, Zeph- this is a, a, pe- a, a passage of scripture we don't turn to very often, but Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. The Lord actually sings over us, which mm. you think about that. It, hold on a second. It's almost like two birds calling to each other. As we sing praises of praise to Him, He exalts songs over us with loud singing. Um, now, the reason I say is take that back to creation. God is a God of music. God is a God of singing. Um, we are made in the image of God, um, and so that's why not just in the church but outside of the church, we we turn to music, we turn to song mm-hmm. when we want to express joy. Um, happy birthday. Uh, we go to a football game. We have cheers that we sing, or or chants, or whatever it is that you want to go in there. We we're, we're we are created to be musical beings because we are made in the image of God. And so when we engage in the act of singing, specifically the act of singing praise to God, we are actually fulfilling our calling as image bearers. Um, it's it's a core piece of who we are. So that's one simple reason. Uh, another reason why we sing on Sundays, we're just commanded to. Um, which is kind of like the, the parent equivalent of because I said so. But uh, Colossians 3.16, uh, it says, um, where are we? Okay, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Um, we don't have the time to dive into that, but like we're, it's actually commanded of God's people, of God's church, to sing songs. Mm-hmm. Um and, and so then the, the question is, is why? Well, we're image bearers, we're commanded to. I, I think sometimes the, the why is not necessarily the justify the reasons. It's more as what is it accomplishing when we sing songs? Mm. I think that's a, probably a better question. I yeah. think that's mm-hmm. the actual question. Yeah. Um, and so here's t- that, I'll, I'll give that question to you guys. Rather than saying, why do we worship? Justify this practice. What is it actually accomplishing when we sing these songs together? And we kind of already mm. answered it. Well, also, like, during worship, there's, like, a communal factor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it's building a community in a way that, like... It's unity. Yes, it's unity. And yeah. so, like, it's such... Like, that's such a strong thing to have. Like, how cool is it that, like, not even in our own church... Like, we, we sing worship songs in our own church, so, like, we have that communal factor. But churches all over the globe sing these songs. And it's like in different communal, languages, in different too. languages, yeah. in so different cool ways, about. and it's just like that communal factor. Like it's crazy and it's mind blowing that like all of us have this like thing that we surround on, and it's simply because God created it. Mm. It's mm. so cool to me. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, that pretty much answers it. Um, I forgot the question I was going to ask. Hold on. It's going to come back to me. You got a question? I, I did have a question. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Come back to me. I think it, it does just that. Like it, it connects us to the, the global church when we sing songs that have been sung for generations. It connects mm-hmm. us to the historical church when we sing hymns that have been sung for generations. Um, but also, I, I read the Psalms, uh, and they're just this raw emotion. And I think part of what the singing songs accomplishes, um, while um, when we talked about singing songs that transform us, right? Um, part of the way they do it is they help us engage our emotion with the truth of who God's character and who God is. And so there's different postures of like, I'm sorry, thanksgiving, gratitude, that mm. can yeah. be hard if we're just sitting in our bedrooms and saying, dear Jesus, right. today I am thankful for uh, the mac and cheese that my mom made me. <laughs> like, uh, like we can, we can go to an extent, but then we get to the Psalms and it's like, Lord, I'm in anguish because of this. And it's like, oh, I, I can be real and honest with the deepest mm-hmm. emotions I'm experiencing with the truth of God's character. Because that's something the Psalms continue, not all Psalms, but just about all of them, turn to, Lord, I'm experiencing this, but I know that you're true. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something that, uh, when we sing songs, we're singing psalms, we're singing hymns, spiritual songs, they engage our emotions with the truth of God's character. Um, mm. I think another thing, if you read if you read a, the lyrics of a song, if you, read, if you read through the Psalms, these are actually prayers. Yeah. Um, for the most part, this is, it's a little bit of an oversimplification, but uh, the the songs that we sing functionally are a form of corporate prayer. Um, and so, if you want to understand what does worship songs do, we need to understand what the what does prayer accomplish. Um, which we we and we're just repeating ourselves over and over and over again at this point. But it prayer aligns our heart, aligns our will with God's heart. God's will as a community building unity and engaging our emotions with the truth of who character is as we profess that he's king um, yeah there's more reasons I could keep good. going but well I, yeah I like a lot of times like uh, people do like they sing the songs and sing the worship and then they'll like they'll pray after uh, like I'm imagining like how easy it is to pray over a worship song uh, like I'm trying to think of one that comes like Come on, like make room, like, like the lyrics are, "I will make room for you to do whatever you want to." Mm-hmm. Like you can pray that, like, "Lord, I want to mm-hmm. make room for you to do whatever you want with me. Mm-hmm. I will go anywhere. I will do anything, and it's for you and for your name." And so, like, it's just a lot of it is prayer, and so, like, that's that's mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, one more reason. This is a super subtle one that we don't talk about very often, at least not within our church. Um, but I think it's really, really cool and something that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, in the Psalms, it says that the nations will know that God is, is Lord, that they will be saved by the songs of his people. That's, again, Kevin translation. I'm not sure which psalm I'm going to return to. You Google it if you can find it. But <laughs> yeah, um, like the, another, another thing that singing songs on a Sunday does, it, there, there are unbelievers who are in our congregation who are mm, attending, yeah. and they hear God mm-hmm. being praised and worshipped by his people yeah uh and 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 it's scripture says that they they are going to know that he is lord because of because of the songs of his people Mm -hmm. um which is really cool and profound but also it's a challenge because it says like hey if we're not engaging with in worship as a as a community of believers 
are we engaging? That, that is yeah. a that is a, a testimony to those mm -hmm. of who we have to it's either positive or negative testimony to those mm -hmm. who we have to keep us. it really communal during worship. And like that's the that's the tough thing about like people creating new worship songs and stuff. Like you have to keep it communal because like that's the purpose. Mm -hmm. Like it's supposed to be communal and inviting too. Like we don't want to like like come in and it's like heavy metal like bra like that thing like i if i were first time in the church i'd be shocked i'd be like whoa like what is this so like i don't know just keeping the idea of the community and like how inviting it is um but that also can be a challenge i feel like you know mm -hmm. like that's also a challenge in worship culture it's to like balance. create an inviting community what is so, that when you say uh what can we, can we shift gears? You just used a word yeah. that we throw around a lot, and at least the worship world, but if someone's not in the worship world, they probably going like, what? Uh, worship culture. culture. What is that? And so, in my perspective, it's different. Um, like, it could be different for others. Mine is like, I mean, the word culture is like, I don't know, what's, like, what's the definition of culture? It's like the, man, I can't, like, describe this in a, it's like, hard... I mean, found word. you can look like, it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I'm going to, like, culture. what is the Google definition of culture? Like, Honestly. Yeah, I mean, real, real quick, I did have a I remember my question. I had oh, two oh, going back to yeah, the yeah. question. You yeah. found a question. So, uh, the outline's been completely thrown out. Yeah, I know. Dude, yeah. it's so fine. Um, so why, why, I hear a lot of people, uh, like, oh, I'm going to go play, I won't be at church today, I'm going to uh, go play, uh, like, this sport or whatever, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Um. I don't, I'm trying to make excuses like that to my mom sometimes, like a few years back. And she's like, no, you need corporate worship. Uh, mm -hmm. And I mean, we kind of touched on it, but I want to hear like y'all's opinions. Like, why Why is that? Why do we need corporate worship? I What's the difference? Is like, it, can it, I just I watch the message we, online or do I have to? I think if we explore what worship culture is, mm -hmm. it's going to answer and, that question. Yeah. So, okay, Google definition of culture, guys. The arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. Mm. So, so it's a collective body of shared interest. It's a collective body of shared interest. Yeah. And it also says the arts as well, which like also means songs and like ideas. Mm -hmm. Arts can mean songs, ideas, standpoints, preferences. And so like it's like even Google like definition, like culture, like that is like the culture of worship, like the idea and the gathering around this thing, so this mm -hmm. topic, um, so of worship. So, like, what we just defined worship as, it's the gathering and the communal thing around that word. And so, how inviting is it? How, like, how commu like communal is it even? Because, like, sometimes it could be, like, songs will mean a lot to you, but they won't mean a lot to other people. Mm -hmm. There's songs you sing together as a group. And so, like, worship culture is using all those different standpoints within a church and all those different ideas. Yeah. So, like, you use uh, worship music in this way, and you use uh, worship throughout your week in this way. And different churches have different worship cultures. So, like, a smaller church probably does not do the same thing like a mega church does, you know? Mm. Um, but it's still really cool because, like, the idea of worship is still the same around, but the culture is different. Yeah, mm. I think I honestly Ben, we you could uh, when we talk about like what's a worship, what does it mean to be a, a worship song? Well, we just define what worship is, and then we put song at the end of it, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Same thing with culture. It's like culture is a community of people of shared interests and values, and 
Titus is worship worshiping is, the Lord. Uh, <laughs> it's becoming more like Christ. So what is worship culture? Well, it's a community of people with shared interests that are encouraging one another to live more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's really good. Why do you need? Why does? Why does the live stream cut short? Because you need to be engaged in community. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's like a part of the culture is like it's a communal thing. Um, we talk about uh, spirit and truth, right? Um, I'll bring, bring us way back and kind of pull it in together. So uh, truth, the right theology of who God is. How do you get a right theology of who God is? Well, only you, you can – I'm a finite person. Yeah, I've got a commentary bio, but like I need to be engaged in conversation with my brothers and sisters in Christ so that I can continue because they're going to see something different both in me that I need to correct, but also uh, in God's word that I need to learn. The only way that happens is if I'm engaged in community, mm-hmm. rubbing shoulders with brothers and sisters in Christ, diving into God's word, spending time in prayer, allowing them to know me. So the only way I can actually worship in truth is if I'm, if I'm in community, a biblical community. And, and then on the flip side, uh, spirit, right? By the power of the Holy Spirit, becoming more and more like Jesus, right? Well, part of by the power of the Holy Spirit becoming more and more like Jesus is as iron sharpens iron, we mess up, we have to apologize because we've sinned against some a friend of ours or somebody who's not a friend of ours, uh, and they call us out on things and they encourage us. And the the way the the fruits of the Spirit and love, joy, peace, patience, yada yada yada, the way those things happen, yeah, it's by the Holy Spirit building those up into us, but a primary tool in which that happens is the community of believers with which we surround ourselves. Now, it's possible to go too far. You don't want to isolate yourself into that. You still need to be salt in the world, right? Light to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason why you need to be there on, on Sundays and worshiping and engaging in community um, is because that that's the, your opportunity mm-hmm. uh, to to be surrounded with a group of people that are encouraging to be more and more like Christ. So then, mm-hmm. we, then we send you out to, throughout the rest of the week to go and to declare that to the world, those who don't know Jesus. Right. I and feel like this worship topic goes like hand in hand with community because we've talked about it so much. Because like, I mean, in a way, like you can't, like you said, like not isolating, uh, like isolating yourself to a bubble kind of thing, like where you're like you're mm-hmm. in the Christian community and that's it. Like that, that's unhealthy. So, but like the idea of worship and like it's, it's a community thing. Like mm-hmm. that, that was, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I completely agree, like, because, I mean, they're kind of, like, talking in circles around it now, but, like, uh, it is a community thing, and, like, you, I mean, uh, our pastor Brad has said this quite a bit, like, it's a team meeting at the beginning of the week, pretty much, and then you go out to, uh, go out to your workplace, go out to your schools, go out to your jobs, go out to wherever, your families, your communities, your neighborhoods, your, your friends, your people that you know, but you're not friends with, right? And, like, that. That cult, that community at the beginning of the week, uh, that is, that is like a recharge type of thing, like refill up in a way, and that and that's saying very like lightly because you can mm-hmm. fill up in other ways during the week, right? But yeah, um, um, let me put those advocate. Um, all right, so you need some sort of place where you're engaging in worship, and um, you're surrounded by no peers. Uh, and no, we happen to do that right now on Sundays for us. Um, but let's say we did it on Wednesdays. Yeah. So why So why? Why should you still come in on a Sunday? Because personally, 
If I, I mean, if we had worship every day, I would try to make like like worship service every day. I'll try to go to like all of them because I just I, I don't I like worship a lot. But I think it's not it's not a when you say, when I say that the first thing that comes to mind is like it's not like half it's not a have to it's a good mm-hmm. to. It's not like okay I have to go to church today I have to and sometimes I do think that right like if I'm dead tired and like I don't want to get up early and go to church you know I would rather sleep in but and in ways it's it's a get to mm-hmm. so if you have it some churches like have uh, I'll have their student, student, uh, student services on Wednesday, Wednesday at nights, Wednesday evenings, which I, which I personally like better, right? Because then you get two days a week where you're in community worship. Um, so I feel like, I feel like in that way, it's a, it's more of a benefit too that you, uh, you get to be in community with uh, other believers and still, uh, and granted, it's not, it doesn't have. I'm not saying that it has to be like 24 seven. You have to be in community like everyone else around you has to be a christian right that we we just talked about how it shouldn't be like that mm-hmm. but being with being with people it's it's that if you have like like wednesday wednesdays you do worship right that i feel like that's that's just so much more beneficial to throughout the rest of the week as well yeah yeah i think um so like i i attend the young adults ministry here on tuesdays and um so the question for me is you know why don't I just go on Tuesdays, and then do I do I need anything more than that? Because um, at, at a church like ours, we have all these unique spaces for different groups of people. So if you're mm-hmm. a young professional, go here. Young adult, go here. If you're a middle schooler, go here. High schooler, go here. Uh, single moms here. Like we've got we've got special needs groups. Like we we do a phenomenal job providing all these unique spaces for people to be able mm-hmm. to connect with people who are going through similar life experiences. Um, but that's actually, well, that's good and it builds community and it's something that's so healthy and we need. It's also insufficient, right? Because we need diversity of opinions and backgrounds for us to mm. fully understand who God is. Mm-hmm. Like my, my spiritual life is starved if I'm not engaged in multi-generational relationship, if I'm not engaged in diversity relationship, multicultural relationships, because they, different backgrounds, bring about different truths of who God is. They're going to see different shortcomings in me that I need to be called out on, and I'll see different shortcomings in them that they need to be called out on. Which is all the more reason why live stream doesn't work. Why right. live stream isn't church because uh, you're just you're with your family in your house, hmm. and y'all have the same shared experiences and you have the same same life. And uh, you know, the, there's great things about your parents, and they're going to instill those great things into you. There's also things that they struggle with, and they're going to instill those things into you. And you need more people speaking into your life. And so, actually, mm-hmm. like personally, uh, if if I don't get into you know multi generational church, where there's old and young and new believers and old believers, uh, my spiritual life actually gets starved a little bit. Like I need that. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. I need it. Um, we could dive into that's a whole other. No. Yeah, I didn't even think gonna, about that. Yeah, that's that's, not that's a whole other thing. That but the short answer is, uh, live stream. If you're sick, please use the live stream. But also, we want to see you. Live, I feel like <laughs> the point the point of live stream is not to have that be your church. It's to have if you accident like if you happen to miss church, this is a way you can still jump into it. Mm-hmm. Now that does not mean like every week should be a live stream. Like mm-hmm. come to church, come be a part of a community, be involved. Like. I feel like we throw so much, like, even in, like, welcome stuff, we're, like, be involved. 
Like that's that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, I do have one quick question. Kind of going back a little bit. You said engaging in worship. <laughs> so I think that I feel typically with guys, right? I'm not calling mm. just guys out, mm. but since we are doing a guy takeover. No, dude, go ahead. Like, um, call them out. I feel, I mean, girls do this too, but they're a lot more. They're a lot better at it, open about it. Uh, when I see. And granted, like I said, there's many different ways to worship. You can, you don't have to be in the front. You don't have to be uh, hands up, right? You can worship in your, it's worship with all your heart, right? It's not about, it's a posture, but it's not like a physical. Sometimes it's physical posture, but mo- you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But um, I see a lot of guys. I see a lot of friends that, which is which is fine, right? But like I, I see them in the back or near the back, right? Uh, like just like looking around, like they sing the words because they know the songs, but they're not, they're not truly there. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not there. So I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. I'm not sure if y'all have anything to say about it, but that's like maybe encouragement, maybe some something you got from as yeah. a as worship leaders. Yeah. Well, I mean, even being on a stage gives you a different perspective from it, like seeing and looking out to see people. And honestly, like I will say, the guys community at our age is just like hard to get engagement because mm-hmm. like a lot of it's it stinks because a lot of guys are either struggling with something or they're like struggling with like popularity like this because like christians like mm-hmm. two other people like it does not seem like a fun thing like people are like oh it's you're a, a christian like oh you you're to, a christian you have to follow so like to them they see people worshiping and they're like mm, i might get judged for that judgment is like a big part of it mm-hmm. and so like it's hard because, like, the community, like, we want them to engage so badly. Like, I know, like, sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, please, I'm like, just try, try and engage. Like, you feel different. And, like, because I've, like, I've engaged in worship, like, I feel different. I have felt different. And, like, I just want, I want them so badly. I want them to also feel different. And so, like, I, again, like, it's hard because it's, a balance for them because they got to be like you know what is what is cool and what is like part of this thing because like a lot of them aren't all in yet mm-hmm. which like i'm not saying they have to be like it's so difficult to be all in as a teenager for anything and so to be all in on a relationship and a religion like that's that's super difficult for them mm-hmm. but like i will say it it has changed my life and it has changed how i look at the uh, like look at the Christian community as a perspective so like I I will say it's I mean worship's awesome engage engage in it like engage in the songs engage in the communal factor um, and like even if you're even if you're like your other guy friends aren't engaging like you engage and then they will engage too mm-hmm. like you be that influence for them too because it'll change you and it'll change them too well yeah. said um, I, I think an important thing in, engagement posture well, well, rather than engagement let's talk about like posture because I think that's what you're referring to right? actual like hands in the air yeah like yeah. actual posture not like no, the like, posture like, like, hold the TV you yeah know, yeah uh, the whole the, like like the different um, postures and stuff and so here's what I'd say um, posture posture matters because it changes the way that we engage with something mm-hmm. um, I, I, I came up with this example two seconds ago, so it might not be a good example. But uh, I think of, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay in the night with you guys, Jack. 
Uh, and Merritt, your, Merritt, your little sister, runs up to me, wants to have a conversation. There are two ways I can engage with Merritt. Mm, yeah. I can either stand up over her and say, like, yeah, that sounds great. Or I can get down on her level, and I can kneel down and be like, hey, how are you doing? That sounds awesome. Let's do it. Uh, and I can say this exact, I didn't say the exact same thing both times there, but I can say the exact same thing, but when I change my posture and the way I'm engaging with her, it changes the way I'm communicating and engaging in the relationship with her. Yes. Um, you can say the same thing of, like, if, uh, we'll go back to the soccer analogy, right? Uh, I played soccer as a kid, but uh, you score a goal, I can go, goal! Or I can put my hands above my head, I can go, goal! It, like, looks like you're more into it. And I'm more right. into it. Uh, but here's the thing, posture changes the way we, we uh, engage with something. So that's why posture matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, physical posture. Physical yes. posture. That's yes. why physical posture matters. Um, and so, and there's more than just there's there's kneeling. I mean, we, we're not going to go into all the different postures right now. But, um, and it's also important not to overthink it. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's, posture matters. That's why you get in the trap. But posture yeah. does not equal engagement. Mm-hmm. It's possible for me to fake it. We talked about vain worship. It's yeah. possible for me to know the right things. Exactly. And doing the right things and not actually believe it. Uh, and so. That's really important for us as worship leaders because we can look out on a room that's empty. And we can say, and not on a room empty, that's just dead. There's no hands in the air, right? No one really seems like they're singing with little boys. These kind of mumble, they're mumble, mumble worshiping. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got mumble rap and we got mumble worship. It's all the same thing, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, um, think, oh, nobody's engaging. Yeah. But there's, but, and then they come up to you after, like, that was such a powerful transformational worship. And you're like, experience. was it? And you're like, yeah. wait, really? Yeah, really. I, and at the same time, yeah. we talk about camp. Camp's a good example of this. We got kids that are jumping up and down. They're engaged in worship, and uh, I feel like camp. And the campfire runs yeah. off, and they go away. It's like, oh, wait a minute, like. I feel like camp is a very revealing spot for like heart posture mm-hmm. into the physical posture part, because like, I bet all these kids probably have not even all of them. Like a lot of them have really good heart posture, and they want to do the right thing. They want to be a part of this, but like physical posture. It's like after that camp high runs off, it's just like it slowly dies down back to just the heart posture. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, it's like when they come up to you and they're like, uh, like, oh, that was such a good worship. Like, that I felt really moved by that. Sometimes I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, I'm kind of shocked because, like, it looked like you were just standing there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel, feel like the physical thing, like, a lot, of, a lot of people have trouble with that because they think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like Kevin was saying, yeah. like, they they yeah. think about it like oh man people are putting their hands up should I should I do that should I put my hands here like I I don't know what to do with my hands mm-hmm. like it's that kind of thing but like it's the physical part it's like it's moving to the music it's moving like in like ways that are like worship I don't know yeah I I can't even like describe it fully because it's like I mean worship is kind of a spirit led like thing like a physically like I. I don't move the same way I do to worship songs that I do to, like, a normal, like, on-the-radio song, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just yeah. feel like the physical thing, that like, that goes... It's, it's very, helpful. Yeah. It leads to vulnerability, uh, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's yeah. Nice. We lot. talked a long time. We talked a lot. That was, that was good. Too. Any, was, I mean, we sorry, came into Ali, it. Yeah. You're never gonna trust us again. We came into that. Was, <laughs> we came into that second one that could be a whole different podcast. Like it's, yeah. Worship is a deep and heavy subject, but I think we, I think we did pretty well in speaking on it. Like, Thank you for bringing us back. 
yeah, maybe. Who, who, knows? who knows? It was. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Hopefully, some of y'all learn some stuff and you can practice it and put it into action, uh, like physically, like we were just talking about, and uh, even maybe heart posture for some of you. Um, thanks for listening, and that was it. And El- as Ellie would say, go follow my podcast at In the Highs at In the Lows. She posts amazing things on there. And yeah, yes. we'll see you later. Bye. Peace.